Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about precious metals exploration in Latin America and I have great pleasure to be joined by Ian Harris, the new President and CEO of Outcrop Gold and Silver. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Um, about a month into the job, um, how's it gone so far? Congratulations. Well, thanks. As Like you, I also uh, live in Colombia, so, uh, you know, Outcrop was always a group that I, I spent a lot of times with the professionals, always met the new people, always stayed in touch. Uh, so I got up to see speed pretty quick. Okay. Now, Outcrop Gold and Silver, your principal exploration project is the Santa Ana property in Tolima in Colombia, um, high grade silver there. Uh, you've, been, you've got a resource out and I think it's noteworthy you've got a, a higher resource grade than Vizsla Silver, the Mag Silver, than Dolly Varden, and that's at 614 grams per tonne. Um, tell us about the project. What stage is the project at? So um, uh, you summed it up very well, right? Uh, the project now has its first maiden resource put out. A uh, very high percentage of that material uh, is in the measured and indicated category. Um, but it's only about nine different veins have been tested over 23 that have been mapped and sampled to date. So it's a very large corridor uh, with each one of those veins carrying a significant portion of the overall uh, resource and all carrying significant grade. So it's kind of a, a big, very important uh, stage for the company to be able to demonstrate that this isn't just a nugget effect or one hole being spread across the vein. It carries very well. We now have the geostatistics. Um, but I think one of the important messages, uh, it's not just high grade. It's a significant resource and it has lots and lots of room uh, to grow. Uh, so that's the focus now is not just increase it 10 or 20 percent, but take significant jumps in the overall resource. Okay. Now, as I mentioned, thank you. As I mentioned at the top, you've, you've been in position about a month. You're replacing Joseph Hobart, who re- retired. Now, he's a geologist. You're a mining engineer. So there seems to be perhaps a, a change of focus there as well. Um, or am I reading too much into things? I, I think maybe a little too much because it's not as dramatic. We're not building a mine tomorrow, right? But my background and experience you know, 25 years and of those 15 of those years are living and working in, in South America, um, fluent in Spanish. And, and and my sweet spot is right about now, a resource. I'm not going to do discover a new deposit. That's what Joe did and did an amazing job uh, putting together the Santa Ana project. But now where it's a systematic execution uh, to get it along a project development, uh, that's my sweet spot. Um, so uh, I know... Joe has already created the targets. He's already created the resource. And now it's about uh, looking to the future. Um, obviously, for this type of project, the goal is a continuous de-risking. Um, my attitude is pretend like you're going to build it, but have the mentality you're going to build it because that is the best way for somebody else to come in and pick you up. doesn't mean we're building a mine tomorrow, but now it's a systematic approach where you're looking and parallel um, the overall resource, but also the individual inputs in terms of engineering and environmental concepts so that you start every day, uh, your armor is getting stronger. 
Okay, the company's done some initial metallurgical testing, and um, I think it's worth mentioning you're also in a district where there historically been some very big silver mines. So, are you able to borrow any of that in terms of you know the flow sheet that's historically been used? Does that give you a head start in terms of how you're putting the metallurgical plan, the process plant plan together? Paul, what I think is really interesting uh, and exciting is that uh, we're having, you know, 90% plus recoveries in um, uh, with flotation only, right? So, and creating a very, potentially very high concentrate grade. Now, I'm not saying that that's the way we would build a plant, but we could, right? So, and from an environmental perspective, the ability to just use flotation and produce a con because the majority of the, uh, the silver mineralization is sulfide, uh, which which is great. I don't think traditionally the majority of projects uh, in Colombia do uh, leaching, either leaching of a concentrate or leaching a, or hole or leach with a Merrill Crow. Um, but the case of Santa Ana is that is not necessary, uh, which which gives us a lot of flexibility moving the project forward. Um, because always the problem with selling con is you're payable unless you have the grade. And in this case, Good grade uh, is means there's a really high uh, chance of getting a very nice payable on that concentrate. Thank you, Ian. Now, uh, you've got a 5,000-meter drilling program underway at the moment, I believe. What's the aim and objective of that? So the main objective, uh, so I have three basic categories. We have uh, a vein that had some drilling in it, but there wasn't den- a significant density to bring it into the resource. Uh, We have two areas where we've done uh, sampling and channel sampling, including underground channel sampling that demonstrated it held grade that are our additional targets. And then we have another area where it's a newer discovery, but has a very nice large stock work, uh, which is a little bit more. uh, uh, So a lower confidence, but a bigger reward. Um, In the past, we drilled a, a lot of the material at a measured and indicated, and I think it was really to prove out that these these ore shoots hold together along significant depth and strike. Uh, so that means now we can focus on um, keeping the majority of it in the inferred category uh, just to add ounces. So now we're about adding ounces and, and, and each demonstrating each time we hit a new vein, we're pulling more ounces into the project uh, and demonstrating the whole corridor concept. We've, we're really in the, the, the northern section concentrated, but the overall corridor is quite uh, large. So it's now systematically moving to the south. Okay. Um, that bearing that in mind, when do you anticipate potentially being in a position to update the existing resource? So, as you know, internally, we do it almost every time a drill hole comes out. I mean, that's an exaggeration, right? Um, but I think are we? It's a it's it's a discussion we have a lot. But I'd like to see some of the key milestones that demonstrate this isn't every time we add resources, it's not a 10 percent or a 20 percent gain. Uh, I would like to see that 50 percent or 100 percent increase hitting some of those key milestones that I think market sees. I think when you you mentioned some of the comparables and we know what their resources look like. So when you're getting into those kind of stages, we'll all be able to say, okay, here's a good cutoff mark. And we'll update those resources. It makes sense, uh, but it could be an annual process or a biannual process. 
Okay, thank you. Now, drilling obviously takes money. What, what's the, the company's finances like? How much cash do you have? When do you think you may have to refinance? So we have the money in the bank, about $4 million uh, to complete this entire campaign, which takes us through the end of the year. So we'll be evaluating what we want to know at the next stage. As you know, we're in a very interesting situation market-wise uh, right now. That's why we're drilling with a single drill. We have the ability that if market changes, uh, overall sentiment. Um, it, I, I love being in one of that, that, that pack of four or five companies that are primary silver, that have very high grades, they have legs, we're in that tier one packet of companies. So we know that if market uh, uh, attitude changes, that we'll be, we'll be uh, a part of that float. Uh, and we have the ability to add additional drills uh, to, to, to move things along. Uh, we're still creating value at the, at the drill bit. Um, but if things just can't continue this way that they are today, um, then we would probably be evaluating what we're going to do in September time period, looking forward into the following year. Well, hopefully the markets will turn as uh, summer transition, transitions into fall. Yeah, correct. I mean, for an investor, it's a great time, right? Because it's pretty obvious this is a cyclical business. We're definitely at a bottom. There's a major disconnect. I, I don't think just specifically to silver, uh, but overall uh, in the in the metal space, um, and, and silver has a unique a unique time, right? Where it's it's an industrial metal that now is really needed, right? It's the most efficient electrical conductor metal in the world. Uh, and as we move towards energy efficiency, it's it's a critical uh, metal for the energy transition. Um, and that really hasn't even started to come into play that that demand yet. So uh, I think that the future is pretty bright for for silver. Absolutely. I think uh, there's 100 million ounce market deficit forecast for this year. So definitely agree with you there. Outcrop Gold and Silver trades on the TSXV under OGC and on the OTX, sorry, OTCQX under OCGSF. <clears throat> Ian Harris, President and CEO, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Paul. And stay tuned to Mining Stock Daily for more CEO interviews. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.